Welcome to Awesome with Allison and Eric too. I'm Allison and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, the just honestly best guy ever, my husband and yours, Mr. Eric Robertson. Hello. I really like you right now. I like you too. <laughs> you can tell because even I feel like um, I always I, I really truly I always really like Eric but Eric and I do a thing where we get obsessed with our own things <laughs> you know like we yeah. get we get we're both 10 we both tend to get hyper focused mm-hmm. and so sometimes because we both get hyper focused you know one one or the other of us or both of us will just kind of forget about the other person <laughs> Would you say that's fair? Yeah, that's fair. Right now, we're coming back together, and it's like, oh, good to see you. Oh, my gosh, you're so fun. So, <laughs> hey, how you doing? Where so, have you been? Where so, have I been? <laughs> so it's a treat. And, you know, it's a real, real treat to have you, ooh, yes, you, here listening with us. I want to welcome you to the podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. We are doing such an incredible series, and I am so happy to have you be a part of it. If you've missed out, you are exactly where you need to be. You don't need to go back and figure anything out. I'll catch you up. But we're just so grateful that you are here for episode 148. Mm. In this purpose coaching series, we have been exploring the idea that you live your purpose in everything you do, that your purpose isn't something that's outside of you. Your purpose isn't something you need to find, but rather your purpose is just to be yourself most fully in every possible moment. What does that mean? What does that feel like? And if that is your purpose, then it gives you so much power because then the challenge doesn't become, I need to go make myself something I'm not. I need to go fit these roles. I need to go fit these boxes. No, that's the challenge we're working on right now, that it is a relief to let go of. And the new challenge when you let go of it becomes, how do I want to show up today? How do I want to feel How can I put myself in a place of choice more? Meaning, how can I take care of myself, accept myself, and love myself uh, so that I get the care that I need, so I have the capacity to step back when life smacks me in the face and instead of just smacking it back, I can take a breath. That becomes the purpose. And to me, I think that's pretty great. And I love Juana and Stephanie for opening up and sharing. They are both living really different lives, like we all are, but they both are having a hard time accepting their whole selves. And maybe you're thinking, how do I know if I'm having a hard time accepting my whole self? So here are kind of some of the symptoms that help me know that that might be something that you're struggling with if you're feeling disconnected, if you're feeling kind of blocked. If you're feeling almost like you come to at certain points and you're like, whoa, 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 I miss that. Whoa, 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 I miss that. Or I'm constantly, things are hitting me out of left field. Sometimes when we feel disconnected, we kind of blind spot ourselves. And and that's totally fine. That's totally fine. But if you want to feel a little more connected, if you want to step back into your body, if you want to step back into your intuition and really honestly just regain some trust for yourself. The tools that I offer to both Juana and Stephanie are going to be awesome for you. So let's go ahead and hop right on in with Juana. I'm so happy that we get to talk and I'm so happy that you wanted to do this. 
Thank you so much. I love it. Okay. Wanna tell me when you saw purpose coaching, what made you think like, yeah, I want to do that. I was like, you know what? If I never get out of my comfort zone, if I never explore things or do things just like that, I don't know where I'll be. Like, I don't know if I'll just stay stuck the way I am or feel the way I'm feeling. And so I was like, you know what? This was a good exercise. Wanna first off, number one, <laughs> good job. Good job. Because what we're going to talk about a little bit is you, you put you first. This is something Mm -hmm. that I want to do. Second, you recognized, like even recognizing everything you just said, like, if I don't change what I'm doing, things will be the same. If I don't feel uncomfortable, I'll always, right? Like that, that's huge. So that just speaks to like a very high level awareness that you have. And so you're already Mm -hmm. doing such a good job. You're doing such a good job. Yeah. I just... I just hold back. I don't know why. And I don't want to do that yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's the symptoms, right? There's the symptoms. And some of your symptoms are you're feeling a little lost and stuck as a first time mom. You're having mm-hmm. another baby. You're feeling like you prioritize everybody over yourself. Those are some symptoms. So I, I want to make sure we spend our time where you actually really want to spend it. And so is that the pain point or do you feel like this is a pattern you've always had? Is this new to being a mom? Yeah, I think I've I've always had it, but I felt like it increased once I became a mom because Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm one of seven kids. So I have a big family as well. I guess it adds to that because we kind of had to grow up fast. So we had like so much responsibility, so much growing up to do really fast which is good and bad. It just circles back to when is it okay for us to do things for us? And then when we would do things for us, it's like seen as like wrong or like bad. And it's like, we're just on the back burner and that's the way it's always been. Yeah. And we thought it's okay. And we think it's better to put everyone else before us. Like my mom is like that too. She still is. And I want to do the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think Again, like such amazing recognition and such amazing awareness to have that, which already tells me you're not in a victim mentality of like, life's just this way. Mm-hmm. You're like, I observe that it's this way, but I have the ability Why change? to decide. Yeah. And so whether you have it or you don't, I have so much hope and excitement for you because you're in the perfect place. And I think it's awesome that you're asking these questions. So I think what happens, especially when we become a mom is we have coping tools and patterns that we've kind of hobbled along with them and they've served us. And then we have these babies and there's more stress and there's more burden. And we realize how hard it's actually been and how this kind of cobbled together crutch is not enough to support us. And you're doing such a good job. Wanna You're doing such a good job and you've been working hard for a really long time. I just needed that. I really did. Yeah. You're so beautiful. And you know what you're saying is I'm done suffering. I'm done suffering more than I need to suffer. Right. Life is going to bring suffering and pain, but we get to decide with stuff like this. When you have the gift of awareness, like you just had, That is a gift. That is a holy gift that you have that awareness because only in the awareness can there be a choice. Like 
I'm not saying I want everything to be easy. Yeah. I used to. (laughs) Right. And that's okay. because That's what needed to happen. You were doing the best you could. You were doing the best you could and you did a great job, but now you're ready to level up and you don't have to Mm -hmm. suffer so much. I agree. (laughs) I want to, here's what I want to do. I want to dream with you for a little bit because dreaming might seem like an opulent thing that you haven't allowed yourself to do. Or maybe you have, what is like your truest, most beautiful life or day look like that if you could just dream and, and there's not, but I have to do this and, and I can't do that. Like, yeah. what does it look like? What does it feel like? What does the day consist of? Let's just dream for a minute. I, I love just being at the beach, just <gasps> looking at water the sun and the oh. warmth and the water yeah it's that's my dream like that's that's my and you dream. live in san diego yeah <laughs> yeah look we already have some makings of your beautiful life you did such a good job you're by the water you're by the sun you're by the ocean so that beautiful life it has time just enjoying what else does it have like what what do you spend that day doing how like what's the type of activities you do for yourself with your partner, with your children, or work that you do? What are some, some mm. of those dreams? We, we walk the beach and then just sit down and talk and just soak up the sun. And if it was with the kids, then we'd probably do the same, but a lot more playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how much alone time do you get, Juana? Now, not that much. And how much do you feel like you need? Do you feel like you need it? You know what? That's a really, that's another like hard topic for me because I don't know what it's like to be alone because <laughs> I'm so codependent. That was, a, I think, another point that I wanted to bring up, maybe if I'm not skipping forward too fast. But Great. I, I've been with all my siblings forever. We've shared rooms and, and then now I'm married. So, you know, alone time for me is scary. Like, that's my honest truth. Like, I, I freak out when I'm alone. It hits me more at night. I just get bombarded with what if, and you're alone. So it's bad. And, you know, mm. don't stray away. And my thoughts just go like ballistic. Yeah. Yeah. But I think yeah. I feel like it's up to me because I'm like, okay, are you going to go into this alone time or being home alone as good or bad? I immediately I'm like, this is bad. I need company. I, I need someone to come over. But I think I've done good with being like, hey, this is fine. Like, I like quiet. I don't like people slamming doors. And I start kind of filling my head with like the pros about it. So I think slowly but surely, I think I'll get to that point where I'm like, you know what? This is fine. Like, nothing's going to happen. There's lots of different times during the day or even when kids are napping that you could get alone time. So is the alone time usually at night? And is it, is it? Only at night that it's filled with fear or whenever you have alone time, there's fear. Yeah, every alone time, (laughs) Mm. even during the day. (laughs) It's one of those things that I haven't been able to like crack on my own. (laughs) So here's, here's just one way to think about it, right? It sounds like it's probably a trauma response, honestly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To being alone. It might just be a learned behavior. It might be a trauma response. It might be a learned behavior. And some therapy around that could be very beneficial, right? Um, right. Because 
the reason why it's coming up now is because you have the capacity to address it now and you did not have the capacity or the awareness to address it before. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? That's correct. Yeah, totally. And so this might be a time where you're like, okay, I don't need to go into it with Allison right now, but maybe there, there is something there that I, I could talk to a trauma therapist or a therapist about, and Mm -hmm. have you done any therapy like that? How does that make you feel? So, yeah, so I've had, had a history of going to therapists. I just feel in that, I guess, gray zone or I'm just stuck and I'm like, well, if I go again, am I going to get the same treatment? But this time I think I want to make it a priority as well to do that again, but like with like more intention, I guess you could say. And a specific type of therapist. The only reason I bring it up is because one, again, Juana, you're doing awesome. You're doing so great. And that alone time to feel good and recharged and love having company with yourself is sacred and precious and needed. And fear is stealing it from you. And you're Mm -hmm. tired and you need that rest and you're not getting it. And that sucks. And we don't need to suffer anymore. We don't need you to suffer anymore. And so that's why I only bring that up as not like, oh, you need therapy. But like, I went to a doctor's appointment today that I haven't made for five years because they can't help me. They can't help me. I've already tried this and that. Mm -hmm. And I left in tears because I was like, oh man, they can help me. Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And And here's the thing, but I don't regret the five years that it took because the needed skill sets and tools Mm -hmm. that I needed to develop so that when it was time for me to get the help to move to the next Mm -hmm. level of healing, I needed to get that too. So I want to say that's number one. This is what I tell myself. I'm an adult and I can do what I want. And doctors and therapists are not in charge. They're not the boss of me because I just think that I got to just listen to them. I can't find a new one. I don't want to hurt their feelings. I hope they like me. And my husband's like, what are you talking about? You need to like them. And I'm like, I hope they like me. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yep. I've thought that too. Yeah. We're in charge. (laughs) You're in charge, Juana. Me and Juana. We're in charge. We're in charge. (laughs) We're in charge, Juana. We're in charge of our healing. And we're in charge of the people we allow to be part of that healing process. That's number one. And I, the reason I think it would be awesome to address that is because girl, what you need is just a little more fun, a little more fun. Do you think that's true? Does that feel true? Oh yeah. I'm the social butterfly. I'm the one that's talking to people. I'm the one that's talking to strangers. I'm the one that's smiling. I'm the one that talks to everyone and I know everyone. And they ask me, how do you know everyone? (laughs) And so for me to not be that makes me feel weirded out and outcasted because I'm like, I know that that's not me. I know deep down that that's not me. Here's what I want. I just want to change some language there because you get to be the social butterfly and you get to be quiet and withdrawn and you're still wanna. And what you're doing right now is you're maturing into a different phase of life where you embrace quiet. You embrace your inner darkness, your inner wild woman. Yeah. Your your wolf nature. Yes. And like giving birth and having children and you're like, I'm a vessel. I'm a womb. Like it it can kind of unlock that. 
And it's like, you get to be dirty and dark and quiet and moody and be Wana. And you get to be a mom and Wana. And you get to be a sexual creature and Wana. And you you get to be afraid and broken and dependent and want your husband and Wana. And you get to be strong and brave and independent and Wana. And not allowing yourself to be all of them is not accepting the perfect creature that you are in this moment as Juana. I remember after I gave birth and I was in the car by myself for the first time. And it was like two, three, four days after having a baby. And I saw this woman ride by on a bike and I started sobbing. And I was like, will I ever ride a bike again? I was like, I don't even like bikes. I don't even (laughs) want to ride a bike. Who am I? Who am I? Mm -hmm. And you are you. You are the soul that has always been you, that will always be you. You are not lost. You are just discovering new parts of you. How does that feel? That feels like validation. Good. Because like I said, I always like hold back and I'm like, well, what are they going to think of me? They're going to think you're crazy because you are embracing those two parts. You are discovering this new person. And my sisters will be like, who is she? How could she do that? Like, how can she do that? And I'm like, I am it. I I am doing it. And yes. And I'm not saying sorry for it anymore. That's my girl. (laughs) And And I'm so apologetic. I'm like, no more. (laughs) No more. And you know what? I want to give you a couple of homework assignments. The first homework assignment is to be prayerful, meditative, and forceful and powerful about who am I going to include in my healing journey now? Is it a therapist? Is it a healer? Who am I going to allow into my healing journey? I will be guided to them and they are coming to me. I don't have to be, you don't have to be frantic. These are for you to say to yourself, I don't have to be frantic. I don't have to panic. I am being led and guided in my healing journey. This fear that I feel, I honor it. I thank it, but we're going to be done soon. We're going to be done soon. You and me fear. We're going to be done. The solutions are on their way. So that's your first, that, that healing journey is the first part. The second assignment is, I am want to hear me roar. Who am I? Who am I not to be moody and a social butterfly? I have to be all of me and all of me is awesome. Right? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Remember your sisters, they love you and they want what's best for you, but they have their sister glasses on and all they can see is what's best for them. And they think what's best for them is going to be best for you. Or what was best for Juana when she was 16 is going to be best for Juana now. They just love you. And they get to be helpful and full of good advice and full of advice you don't have to listen to. They get to be helpful and not helpful. They get to be inspired and uninspired. Just like you get to be both, they get to be both. And I had this thought today where I'm like, Sometimes when somebody I really respect who has given me a lot of good advice gives me Mm -hmm. some really bad advice, I don't Mm -hmm. see it, right? Right. So that's the Mm -hmm. second is the the accepting of both and the like, hey, I'm 
I'm not lost. I'm finding new parts of me. That's kind of the summarizing the second. Okay. And as we empower you on your healing journey, mm-hmm. I'm not lost. I'm just finding new parts of me. I accept that. And everyone around me gets to do the same. Then we open up a little space for some fun. Yeah. And the good thing about fun, Wana, is you get to choose what's fun and it doesn't have to be what was fun when you were 20, when you were 15, it doesn't even have to be what was fun a month ago. Is there anything that sounds interesting to you right now? I don't know. My husband got into running and I used to do that. That was my thing. Yeah. <laughs> and now you learned it like, oh, like a couple months ago. You're, that's my that, thing. <laughs> I call that the good kind of jealous. It's a jealousy <laughs> that makes you go, Oh, that jealousy is my spirit being like, we like that. That sounds fun. Yeah. And what if sometime this week you went for a run on the beach by yourself even? Oh my gosh. I'm like, that got me really excited. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, good, good, good. Got I'm me not even lying. I, I wish I could go with you. A run on the beach, Juana. And you run as fast or as slow. You listen. It's to like music if I won a prize. <laughs> yes. You listen to music or you listen to the ocean. And when your body says walk, you walk. And when your body says run, you run. And if your body says take all your clothes off and get naked in the water, do it. Just put your toes in the sand. And just every minute you're doing it that you can, maybe try some affirmations. I am safe. I am loved. I'm feeling joy. Whenever you're feeling safe and loved and joy, I want you to speak it out loud. Yes. Because it's going to remind you it's possible. It's going to remind you that you have the ability to feel it. I agree. Yeah. And if we just baby step, I love that that sounds like fun to you. Baby step. Then you... You might be so wild. You might go get yourself a little snack afterwards all by yourself. She's wild. Step back. It's warm. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah. When you're in the noticing, just say, does it sound good when I'm done with this drive? Will it have felt good to listen to music that I love or to have called somebody? Will it feel good to have sat in silence or to listen to a podcast? And asking yourself those questions Because I think also maybe what's happened is you've been listening to everybody but Juana. Yeah? Yeah. Are you a mind reader? (laughs) No, I'm just a deeply insane person who's lived a lot of emotions. I just... Yeah. But we we forgot what it's like to listen to yourself. So let's just just flex that muscle. Let's get in the habit. I, I'm a people pleaser. I kind of don't want to be that way anymore because I know the patterns and I kind of know where it will eventually lead me. And it's not what I want. It's not what I expected. It, it ends up serving maybe even someone else but me. And I love that. And then I also want you to go and being a people pleaser has been awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Right. Because I'm always like, I can't believe I was ever that way. I will now be the perfect robot of perfection and grace. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I wasn't such a worthless piece of crap when I was that way. And if I'm that way again, I won't also be a worthless piece, right? Like, again, 
you're one of the people pleaser and you're one of the independent, independent woman. And I no longer need the validation of everyone around me being pleased. I need the validation of me feeling like I'm listening to myself and I'm grateful that I have the awareness of that. Right. Right. So those are, so those are your assignments. How do you feel? I feel good because I feel like, you know, the running on the beach thing, it's not just the physical act. It's, I guess it's like a metaphorical too of like how you said my, my evolution towards Juana, I'm just telling you, I have, I, I'm thinking good things. I just, I need, I need the catapult and you're my catapult. That's why I'm crying and emotional because I just need that belief or I just need someone to be like, that has been you. You just need to do it. You know, I just need that push. Like, don't hold back. I go to that same little hole and I go and I'm like, why am I back here again? I don't want to be here. And here's what, here's all I want you to do. No forcing, no pushing you. You're hard enough on yourself. We don't need you to be any harder on yourself. The next time you notice, just notice I'm in the hole. Be like, Oh, I'm in the hole. That's just no judgment. Oh, okay. I'm back in the hole. I love myself. Even when I crawl back in this hole, hole, celebrate that you notice because that's huge that you notice. That's huge. It's Mm -hmm. like, that is the victory that you noticed. And then when you notice, you get to choose. Do I want to stay in the hole or do I want to get out? I don't have to get out if I don't want to, but I think I might want to, or nope, today I stay in it. Tomorrow I get out. But it's a choice. Where we allow ourselves to heal, we give ourselves break, we're kind to ourselves, and now I'm ready to slap my hand and say, "Stop it!" Right? Yeah. And with love and kindness. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so small, manageable goal: run on the beach alone, asking yourself every step of the way, what feels good, what would feel good when I'm done, and if the answer is I don't know, don't worry about it. Don't, don't be like, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't have an answer. Just try something. And then if it doesn't feel good, you can stop. <laughs> right? right. Right. I'm so excited for you, Juana. You're so beautiful and you're so wise. And I feel like you have an artist spirit. And I feel like there's, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, there's like either songs or poems or art or some sort of dance or creation that's inside of you. <laughs> is there am I making this up yeah no that's I'm like are you reminding me I'm kind of scared now <laughs> I kind of am a little bit people don't know but like I can are you I, that intuitive <laughs> I can see the art I can see the creation that wants to like emanate from your spirit it's just like hey we're here and we're waiting whenever you're ready right no yeah. pressure oh yeah I agree no pressure. <laughs> Thank you for being you. Thank you for sharing. And I'm so excited. And tell us all when you go running on the beach, okay? I will. Thank you. Thank you, Juana. Isn't she so wonderful? She she is. is just the most loving, awesome, open. I still remember like the sweet feeling like I had talking to her. I just wanted to snuggle her. And one of the things that Juana and I talk about that I just want to reiterate for you right now, if you maybe were relating to some of what she was saying is, hey, beautiful, you are not lost. 
you are just discovering new parts of yourself. And I actually had that feeling really specifically this morning as I am discovering. (laughs) It's been a, a few weeks of exploration over here. And I am discovering so many different parts of myself as I allow myself to just be me. And as I I kind of see and examine or kind of realize all these different parts, I can feel almost like out of body. And this morning, I was feeling that and I, I got stuck in this racket of what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I was really emotional and I, I had a miracle happen and I just wanted to share it with you. And the miracle was this. That because of the work that I do and the work that I share on this podcast, the work that I share on my Instagram, and by work I mean thought shifts, journal prompts, meditation, verbal processing, and the all of the courses that I do in Awesome On Demand. And really when I say work, I most specifically mean the courses in Awesome On Demand. And because that is the meditative practices, that is the deep self-reflection. And because of that work that I do with a lot of you, The miracle that occurred was when I was spiraling, really deeply spiraling into that place of what do I do? What do I do? What do do I do? I was able to pause and choose. Being able to pause and choose when you are spiraling like that, it it is a privilege. It is an honor. And it is something that I've also worked really hard for. And I was able to choose in that place of sadness where I was looking at my value and achievement and all the things I should do and say, Allison, how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel? It, it was really just a miracle. It shifted my whole day and I've had a really, really awesome day and I'm excited about all of the content we've created today. And I just wanted to to share that with you because for me, it was like kind of like a personal coaching gold moment. This purpose coaching that I'm sharing with you and these questions and this basically way of life, which is just kindness and compassion and reflection <laughs> of just living in your purpose. It's, it's what I teach really, really well <laughs> and really deeply and awesome on demand. And I would love to invite you to join. Check out the details. It's my monthly coaching program. We have an awesome new coach for April. Our, uh, a course. Our new course for April is Relationships Are Tricky, How to Find Peace When Things Get Sticky. And we have a really good focus on relationships coming up for April. So go ahead and check that out. There is a link in the description. And now we are going to get into Stephanie. And I absolutely adore, adore Stephanie. And she's just juggling so much and she's such an incredible powerhouse. So let's get into it. Hi, Allison. It's so nice to meet you. So good that you're here. Thank you. I'm so glad. Well, it's so nice to meet you. And thank you for wanting to do this today. I like how you just took a deep breath. I love that. Good job. You're doing doing so good. How have you been feeling? I have been feeling like on a, a downswing for the last few months. I, I I went from in the late summer, early fall feeling on a high. I'm doing awesome. I'm I'm the right person to lead my organization. We set some really killer but clear goals for the coming fiscal year. We got this. I had like a retreat for my team, and I was just like really, you know, not not overly cocky, but just feeling good, just feeling like I've, yeah. I've got this. 
And then somehow over the fall, I just started losing that sense. And I felt like what I noticed, I can receive 10 compliments and positive pieces of input a day. And the one that isn't even necessarily negative, but just isn't glowing, sends me reeling. And then I think, yeah, maybe I shouldn't do this job. I, I, and not that anyone ever said that, but I, but I start kind of going down this negative spiral of, yeah, I'm not fit for this. I probably shouldn't manage anything, not even just this group. And what am I even qualified for? You know, then I start thinking, well, I should quit this job. Oh, I'm not qualified for anything else though. And, and, you know, and it's just this odd thing. And then sometimes I can kind of claw my way back up to feeling confident, but I would rather feel a little more even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you're describing. And the mental and emotional exhaustion of trying to monitor your mood and claw your way back up every day. It's a lot. Yeah. Yes, it is. And it's hard yeah. to feel like there's something wrong with me because of it, you know, like, it, and, and my husband's super supportive, but he'll say things like, you know, I don't get it. Like you didn't yesterday, you just have a great end of year evaluation or didn't so-and-so just tell you they wanted to hire you. So then I feel like, yeah, I'm crazy. I'm not grateful. Or I'm, am I seeking the negative, you know, which I don't think I am, but it just, it impacts me. I like feel it all. So one thing that has helped me a lot, this specific thing, and also good job, like your awareness, your noticing, like being able to pinpoint a specific trait rather than I just don't feel good. That's amazing. So like really, really celebrate that. That's a, that's a really high level of awareness and that that doesn't come easily. That tells me that you do a lot of work, that this isn't your first rodeo, (laughs) right? And one time in a book called change your brain, change your life. He's like a brain doctor. He literally tapped. There is, there is an actual part of your brain that is being overworked with this specific thing of being unable to nitpick and attack and attach to the negative. It is a specific part of your brain. For me, the reason why that was so helpful is this gets hyperactivated for me with my PMDD, my very extreme PMS, where I cannot have a social interaction of any kind. I am talking a salesperson on the street walking by. I cannot have any type of social interaction without spiraling. Should, did, did I make them uncomfortable? Should I have been more friendly? Did I do this? Like, well, like, is that yes. a little, and it is exhausting. It is. It is. Especially because I am a confident person, you know? So it's like this weird disconnect. It feels like where I'm yeah. like, overall, I'm confident. I could be in that moment and someone could say, but could you come, you know, speak to our office next week? And I'll be like, oh, sure. I'll be there. You know, I don't know. I like, so it just feels so internally disjointed. Yes. And it's the and exhausting, it's exhausting and it feels disjointed. And I think the first, the very first step to help alleviate a little bit of the exhaustion is you get to be both. You get to be wildly competent and confident at your job and doubting and, and negative and it, and, and fixating on the negative and doubting yourself, you get to be both and it doesn't mean anything about you, right? How does that feel? 
feels uh, liberating because it, it felt like I was doing that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that I either needed to be a complete mess or, yeah. or successful and, com- and confident yeah. about it. You get to be both. You get to sob in your car and then get out and go give a presentation and just drop jaws. And it doesn't mean anything about you. Okay. Okay. So you get, you get to be both. You're not crazy. Is this new or kind of always there and feeling even like magnified right now? It's not new. Like, I think if I look back, you know, growing up, like I, like I was always, you know, a student or whatever and felt confident, but then would be super anxious going into different situations or feeling like, but what if this is the time I can't get it? Like my dad would always joke every new grade. I would be like, but I can't be an eighth grader, you know, like, 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 sure. I was really good at being a seventh grader, but I'm not ready to be an eighth grader. And so my, I would say like my whole life, I had this disconnect, but it does feel like it's been amplified. And you mentioned PMDD and I should look into that because I have also noticed that it does seem synced with my cycles and Like I, I, my husband has actually tracked that. Like whenever I announce I'm going to quit my job because I'm unfit, like my period often comes very soon after. Yeah. And so, yeah. and it's since my second baby that I think maybe there yeah. is a hormonal imbalance yeah. that's amplifying yeah. it. So it's definitely yeah. like who I am, yeah. but then I think my hormones might be impacting it. I'm so happy we're getting to this, right? I have habitual anxiety and addiction to anxiety. This anxiety serves me as a high achieving person. It gives me connection. We, we do things for a reason. We're not, we're not stupid idiots. Right. Anxiety is probably a comfortable emotion for you. It's not comfortable, but it's a familiar emotion. Yes. Yes. So there's that habitual addiction. Anxiety is my emotion that I go to. It serves me. I'm safe here. And then there's hormonal chemical imbalances. And I have spent so much of my life thinking that I could out zen and outrun and fix and battle my chemical and hormonal imbalances with all of the things that help fix the habitual anxiety. So let's examine for a moment. So I want to look at it two ways. There's, there's your hormones. So for that, I like the clue app, C-L-U-E. Okay. Track your periods like a beast. Okay. Okay. And it makes it very easy. I know there's other apps. I'm not paid or affiliated. I just really like it, you know? Okay. No, I appreciate that. There's little sections there where you can say, I feel how I'm feeling. And the second you start to notice this specific, I can't seem to let it go. Ooh, I'm, I'm doubting everything I say. Make a little note in the app. Okay. It's going to track your cycles. And then you're going to start to notice did you notice much difference? Cause you've had two babies now. Yes. When you're, when you were pregnant and your period went away, did you notice like, huh? What has that looked like for you? That's a good point. I don't think I made a correlation when I was pregnant mm-hmm. necessarily. I don't think I felt particularly anxious during either of them, e- either pregnancy, but I can't, I can't say that I made the yeah. association at the time. Yeah. And also you work in government in DC. Yes. Yes. Come on now. This is a stressful time, right? You've and how old how old's your second baby? She's actually three. <laughs> so it's so it's funny because I'm like well away from you know all of that, but it still feels like I, I've noticed a big change since then. 
I've feel talked, more fragile. I talked to a neuropath and she was pointing out the correlation of when I got hit by a car. Fiona was like two. She's like, it takes like almost two full years. It takes a long time for your hormones and everything to recover. Did you nurse it all too? I did until she was almost like 18 months. So I do feel like I'm only 18 months out from that. So here's the thing. I was just listening to my my idol, my mentor, my new best friend, Clarissa Pincola Estes. I listen to her programs all the time. And she said, the secret of life that nobody tells you is life is suffering, but we often make it harder than it needs to be. We add suffering to it. Hmm. And I loved that because yes, yes, there's that habitual anxiety. How is it serving me? I keep going back to it. It's like a crutch. And then girl, there's friggin' hormones. There's hormones. And there's such I, a have factor. Been, I have been so guilty in the past of being like, if I exercise enough and I do my gratitude enough and I meditate enough and I'm grateful and I, I do everything, 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 I can beat these things. No, I can't. Why, why, why have I made myself so miserable trying to? I think that's what I'm in the middle of right now. So that yeah. feels really relieving to hear you say that because yeah. I ha- I even told my husband, I was like, I get up early. I make sure I work out every day. You know, like I do all the things to yeah. be healthy. And so it's like, it really sucks to me if I'm down by the yeah. end of the day. And I think, but I did it. I did all the things. Yeah. There's two parts to that where we go back to, I get to work really hard. It's just like exercise. Sometimes you go and you exercise and you get that high and you feel really good. And sometimes you just don't. But you know that the overall health of your body is elevated, right? Right. So I try to give myself that expectation. Sometimes I meditate and I feel like I'm floating and I like have visions and I'm like, I am a priestess, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) and sometimes I meditate and I'm like, but the exercise, it's doing things for my brain. It's doing things for my reaction time, my patience. It's elongating actual parts of your brain when you meditate. So the expectation of I'm going to do these things and I'm going to always feel good because I can control it because that's what I'm going to guess a lot of your anxiety is stemming from is controlling. That sounds right. And controlling the expectations of others because the self-worth is perceived through your achievement. You got it. Right? Right. No, it's only because I'm just on your team, girl. It's it. Right? Yeah. No, that is that. Yes, that is really it, though. Yeah. So, two, let's, we have two things. Number one, let's start tracking those periods. Okay. Really paying attention. That's the the chemical, the hormonal. And then I want you to be so kind to yourself and so loving and really ask, would I allow somebody I love to be white knuckling it like this? Have you gone to therapy in the past or tried different medications? I've never tried medications and I've not talked to my doctor about what I've observed with my cycle. So I, this is definitely encouraging me to track and then reach out to her because I've not tried medication. I have done talk therapy for a year, I did it for like 10 years and then yeah. stopped. Cause I, you know, I just didn't feel like I needed it as yeah, much. It almost started to become a burden. I yeah. like to take breaks too. I take breaks too. Yeah, exactly. And so, and I've had the thought of like, maybe it's time to head back and, you know, just yeah. touch base and reconnect. Um, whatever, whatever those thoughts are, whether it's, 
I want to see an energy specialist, a neuropath, my family practitioner, a gynecologist, whatever it is for you, a talk therapist, or even if it's kind of an inkling to pick up a book. Just be very, very open and very kind and very sensitive with yourself. You're going to know the next right step. Your body is going to lead you there. I really believe that. I just, I believe it so much because it's what, it's what's happened for me. I have so much faith in that. Does that feel like something you could have? Like, it feels like, okay. Uh, yes, I, it, it definitely does resonate. And I think I need to, yeah, try to kind of give myself space for that. Yeah. So that's so good. So now the second, the second, the habitual anxiety really quick, let's talk about just in the most loving, kind way, how has your anxiety served you throughout your life? Truly? Has it given you connection? Has it given you a sense of identity? Has it given you purpose? Has it fueled you to get things done? Let's think about the ways your anxiety has served you. Yeah, I do think it's had a positive purpose. From early on, I would be anxious about most upcoming events, presentations, reports, whatever it might have been, schooling all the way through my career. And while I don't enjoy being in it, the second I step out to present or do whatever it is, deliver, I feel super well prepared. And the few times that my anxiety actually didn't come before something like that, I was terrified because I just like, it, like you, like you said, like it, it is comfortable for me to be that anxious, to go over my talking points in my head, to think it through, to unpack it, to plan a joke. And then, yeah. and I just obsessively think about it. I mean, it, it takes up like my whole day yeah. mental capacity yeah. before I go do something like that. But then I often feel so buoyed and supported and prepared when I'm out there and then I am confident and usually rock it. But the couple of times, for whatever reason, I wasn't anxious or I kind of thought I got this or I've done this a million times. I don't feel as good. And I also don't enjoy the delivery. Like I do fine, but I, ne- but I never feel like the rock star at the end that I do the times that my anxiety is, is with me. We're like in the same club. I love it so much. <laughs> anxiety club. <laughs> yeah. So, but in the like, when I used to give a keynote, I would have like soul shaking, unable to sleep, skin crawling anxiety for weeks before to the point where I'd almost make myself physically ill if it was a very big thing. And I remember before one almost thinking I had to be taken to the ER. But you know, the, the flip side of that is the adrenaline rush that comes when you do it. And so there's a couple of things there. There's the big highs and the adrenaline, which is a little bit like cheap thrills. That makes sense. Right. And then there's also the false sense of control that your anxiety is making it so you're going to do a good job because it's showing everybody, including yourself, how much I care. In order for me to care, I need to be basically sick with anxiety. That sounds right. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't sound great, but it sounds right. (laughs) I have one more assignment for you. The first assignment is, I'm, I get to be both. I get to be everything. I get to be confident and powerful and I get to doubt and question myself. And it means nothing about me. Complete and radical, total acceptance. Okay. That's the first assignment. The second assignment is really paying attention to your body. Just listening to your, to your body. Listen to her. Listen to what she's trying to tell you. Take notes, tracking the period and 
and allowing yourself whatever healing, and it might just, it might even be the awareness. It might be a doctor. It might be therapy. That's up to you and your body, right? Okay. The third assignment. And again, I don't want any of these to be so much of to do's except just things to, to ease the burden for you. Okay. And is I can do great things with ease. How does that feel? It feels untrue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I, yeah. I was like, I mean, I, I would love to believe that. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Like Perfect. that sounds great Perfect. to believe. <laughs> and you say, I wonder how it would serve me to believe I can do great things with ease. How would I behave if I believed or knew I can do great things with ease? You can take a second to think about it. Can you think of a time that you've done something really great and it has been with ease? I feel like when I described that last, like late summer, early fall, I was really feeling good. And I actually did feel at ease. I was like working out and running every day at the time. I was like getting ideas on my runs, bringing them back to my team. I felt like I was operating at a really high frequency and I was genuinely enjoying the process. And like, let's make a great plan. Let's connect the plug people in. Let's empower the whole team. Like I just had a lot of clarity. It felt like Awesome. And it did feel more easy then. Like I was, I, I, admittedly, I wasn't doing like a lot of external work with my job. I was doing more like focus on my team and our plan, but I really, it wasn't stressful and anxiety provoking, but I felt like I was operating at a high and I was like, I'm nailing this and I'm the right person for this job. And yeah. yeah. So two things there. One, now we have evidence. We have proof that it's happened before and it can happen again, right? Fair point. <laughs> okay. We have evidence. We have proof. And number two, we just have all the alarms of, okay, one of the reasons it felt so good is because I was getting all of the external validation that I needed. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, girl. You're talking to me. Okay. <laughs> no shame in that game. But there's also a lot of stress and anxiety in that game. No shame, just pain. Right. Yes. No shame, no shame, just a lot of pain. I'm so, I'm so happy you're part of Awesome On Demand because the, the meditations, the worksheets, the really focusing on your worth is non-negotiable. You are inherently whole. And there are different seasons of life. It's not always flowing and There's, there's this life is very cyclical and allowing life to be cyclical. I need to be slower during this cycle. I need to not exercise harshly every morning during this cycle. I need to take less phone calls during the six months of life and allowing that to be true. Because I mean, look at nature, nothing in nature blooms year round. That's actually a quote I have in front of me Hmm. because I'm like you, we're high achievers because we live on the external validation. Right, right. And then we we can't keep that up all year round. Right. That makes a lot of sense. That actually really resonates strongly because I think that's what it is. Is I think, okay, well, what'd you do this quarter then? And I assume others must be thinking that. No yeah. one's come and asked me that, no. but I start thinking, well, everyone's wondering what has Stephanie produced lately or what, yeah. you know. And sometimes just keeping the trains running or whatever is enough. It's okay to be lazy. 
It's okay to rest. It's okay to be petty, crappy, snarky, short. Remember, you get to be it all. You get to be high achieving and lazy. And both of them mean nothing about you. And in meditation or in exercise or in a gratitude journal or whenever, write a little note, put it on your mirror. If you have daily visual reminders, put a reminder in your phone. My worth is non-negotiable. I'm inherently whole. You think about your sweet babies when they were born. What were they doing for your love? Nothing. <laughs> they just I mean, they made- were just... Yeah, they were existing. (laughs) By existing, I have value. And that's just a practice. It's just a practice. It's a muscle you're going to learn to flex. Have you tried flexing that muscle much before? Not not a lot, no. Okay, good, good, good. Because I'm glad I'm not just telling you things that you already... Good. No. This is, you're at a new place and you're ready for new muscles. And that's the gift. That's the gift of this season. It's showing you, hey, we're ready. We're ready now to start developing these new muscles. To live that with more, sense. to live with more joy, more ease, more flow, more connection. And it will still be, it will still be difficult. There will still be struggle, but you can be guided and connected through it. Makes sense. Thank you. This was really helpful for me to just organize some of my thoughts and to have some of these follow-up affirmations and to-dos. I I really appreciate it. I appreciate you being open and showing up. This is life and you're doing a really good job at it and you're not doing it wrong. Okay. Like you're not doing it wrong. You're doing incredible. Isn't Stephanie the most fun? She's awesome. (laughs) She's so great. Thank you, Stephanie. Kind of my universal takeaway with Stephanie and Wanda too is that those of us who want to control the world, we can unite (laughs) because we really start to believe we can control the world and everyone in it if we just try hard enough or maybe we just achieve enough or enough people validate us that we are enough. We can control how we feel. We won't have to feel pain. We won't have to feel discomfort. And if you feel that way, you're not alone. Again, the victory is not that you never feel that way. That's what I think I used to kind of get a little bit wrong. The victory is not to never feel that way. The victory is like what I talked about before, the choice. The choice to be able to notice that your awareness is bigger than being the stormy cloud of emotion, like to being able to notice this is sucking me and bringing my energy down. I want to step back. I want to feel peace. What could move me towards that? And so at the end of these purpose coaching sessions, we have one more, like next week will be a half session with some takeaways. So I'm really excited, but I would really, really love to hear from you. Any questions that you have that I can answer in next week's episode. So will you go ahead and email those um, or you can direct message them, but I might miss them. If you have any questions you want me to address in the final episode of our coaching series next week, I would love to hear those. Shoot us an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. One thing we've been doing in this series are some takeaway questions so you can do some purpose coaching for yourself. And here are two questions. Ready? The first one is, what do you want your days to look like? This is one of my favorite coaching questions when I talk to any sort of entrepreneur or business owner, but honestly, this is just one of the best questions for your life. 
What do you want your days to look like? What do you want your days to feel like? And then another awesome question to help you reflect on accepting your whole self with love, which was really the focus of this series piece is how have your weaknesses served you in the past? And this is a beautiful exercise for extending compassion to things that we usually label as negative or bad about ourselves. So I hope that those serve you. Okay, we've gotten really good reviews and feedback, but also I kind of would like a few more reviews. So we got some reviews and we're very grateful, but we didn't have a ton. So I say that. So if you've been feeling like, oh, other people can leave the reviews and I don't have to, I just want you to know this is your time to shine. We send generous goodies to people who leave reviews. We thank you so much. Eric, is there a good one for us? This is a great one. This is from Arise. I just recently discovered Awesome with Allison. Talk about perfect timing. This year, I want to focus on me, and the three-part series on finding your purpose spoke to me. It was like the ultimate aha moment that made me stop, think, and listen. It was like something cracked open, and I found myself emotional on all levels as I listened. I started taking time to ask myself those questions on finding my purpose. Mm. It was a game changer. This is exactly what I needed, and I can't wait for more as I joined Awesome on Demand. (gasps) Oh my gosh, thank you! It is, <laughs> it is time I took care of myself to live the best life ever. Welcome. Was it Reese? A Reese. A Reese. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Like, I just want to take, like, if I could have, like, written something I hope someone would write, that's what I would have written. So thank you so much. I'm so, so grateful that you're here. And I just want to say really good job and kudos to you for taking the time to ask yourself those questions, investing in yourself by joining Awesome On Demand. I mean, of course, I'm voting for that. I love it. And I know it's going to serve you. We are going to shoot you uh, some treats. Shoot us an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. Let's all take a deep breath in and out. I know these purpose coaching podcast episodes have been a little longer, and I think it's fun to do some long format content. So if you're here at the end of this episode, it's telling me a few things about you. It's telling me that you are really committed to finding some peace in this area. It's telling me that maybe you might actually be feeling some real discomfort around this area of knowing yourself, accepting yourself, feeling like you have purpose, feeling like you have value. And so if you're here at the end of this podcast right now, will you just do this? Will you just join um, Allison's Mystical Magic Bus Tour for one minute and just let me be my most mystical self because I'm just feeling it so hard right now? And will you just suspend all disbelief that you, like suspend all disbelief that you are anything other than exactly where you need to be, that you are anything other than exactly who you need to be. And if you were listening to this at this moment, at this exact time, it is the message you were waiting for. It is the intuition you needed confirmation on of somebody just saying, hey, I see you. You're working hard. You're doing good. And it might be really hard. And it's not because you're wrong or stupid or should feel bad. It's just because it's difficult. And if you just want to let go a little bit of the control, the need to perceive, uh, the need to control how you are perceived, if you want to let go of that a little bit, you're going to feel a lot of relief because it's going to open up your capacity to show up and serve with love and be yourself. So if you can believe my words, I know that they will serve you and that's we can hop off the mystical magical bus tour, but I just want you to take it as a sign that you are doing exactly what you need to be and I want to leave you with this. Only you can be you and you are already ready. 
right now, right now, right now, as awesome as you need to be. Eric, lava. What are you going to check us on? Hey, baby. Hey, baby, baby. Did you like my Mystical Magical Bus tour? Yeah, I didn't want to get off. Woo-woo. Okay, so this song is called Binary Spring. It's another brand new song in the library called Pleasant Pictures Music Club. Mm-hmm. Stock music with personality. Oh, oh, I like, like that, that tagline. Let's use that. One of our uh, one of our clients was like, "Yeah, I, I subscribe to a bunch of libraries," and, I, and he was telling us why he likes ours. He's like, "Yours is different. Yours has personality." Yes, because it's real human artists making real human artist music. I mean, it's it's, it's here. <laughs> use code Awesome with Eric for twenty percent off. This is called Binary Spring. <laughs> 